my mission in, in Naked Warriors to, to help veterans and first responders. Like, we're all stressed. We all have anxiety. We all have, like, emotional baggage. CBD, it was a modality to help me, you know, get out of this red zone so that I can get into, like, orange or yellow so I can have better self-talk yeah. and just, like, improve my overall quality of life. Hey, welcome to The Empire Show. My name is Bedros Koulian, and this is an inside look. And today, we're going to talk about something really special. It is about being a high performer in every category of life, even, even in entrepreneurship. And I've got a very special guest, my good friend, Will Brenham, retired Navy SEAL and uh, founder and creator of Naked Warrior Recovery. Will, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome. And um, so... First of all, thank you for your service. Thank you. As a uh, Navy SEAL, you've definitely seen a lot of action. And the way we were connected and became friends was through another Navy SEAL, our lovable Ray Cash Care. Ray Cash Care. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, lead instructor for the project and uh, one badass dude. So <clears throat> first of all, the, the theme of this particular show is about treating whatever it is that you're doing as though you're an athlete, right? And, and I always think that people forget that as an entrepreneur, if you want to really hit the peak levels of success, you probably ought to treat yourself as an athlete. You ought to sleep at the same time and wake up at the same time and eat right. And we always talk about all that stuff and drink lots of water and work out, but we don't go into the weeds of what those things are, what supplements we take and what level of sleep we try and dive into. And I imagine as a Navy SEAL, you probably had some routines to keep yourself at peak performance. Would that be a safe assumption to make? Try your best to be as, as high a performance as possible. Yeah. 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 So can I ask some of the habits that you guys had or the lifestyle that you live to keep you guys, you know, kind of fight ready, war ready when needed? So we generally go through a, a, a workup. So we have a, a, a planned schedule for when we're going to deploy. So we know we're going to deploy on this date. We're, we may or may not know exactly where we're going to deploy, but we go through an 18-month block of training. And in that block of training, we're, we're focusing on uh, tactics, techniques, and procedures. We're focusing on um, just team building you know, from a leadership perspective and, you know, we have, you know, new guys come in the team every day. So we have to train them up on new tactics, techniques, and procedures, how we're going to do things, violence of action, um, and, and build their mindset. But in addition to that, you know, the, that training is hard. It beats your body up. You know, everyone thinks about going through buds and, you know, that's certainly how you, you get beat up there. And then they yeah. break you down and they try to build you back up. But when you're in the team, I, I have so many injuries from being in the teams, um, many more from, than I did, you know, going through buds. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've hired uh, fitness coaches to come in. We have human performance programs. We've hired nutritionists to come in. They go and they travel around with us at times and go through different blocks of training where they'll kind of be sitting on the sideline and like kind of coach us on like, okay, for recovery, you need to do these kind of more mobility exercises. And when you're trying to, uh, in between blocks of training, we might, you know, do a, a different 
workout segment where we're lifting heavier or doing more, um, I want to call it like Jim Jones style yeah. workout where yeah. it's like uh, strength endurance. Because when you're, when you think about athletes, you, you know, you think about basketball players, they're high endurance. Uh, you think about uh, football players, they're very powerful and very explosive. High strength. So yeah. when you think about special forces, you have to be both of those. There are times where you have to do this, like maybe uh, a 10 kilometer hike, we'll call it a hike, to get to your target. A helicopter drops you off here. You have to patrol in. It could be through the mountains. It could be wherever. Um, and then when you get to your target, you have to be very explosive, the violence of action, um, take care of business, and then sometimes you're walking back out. So, to, so we do our best to, um, to prepare our, uh, to prepare the team to, to be able to perform at, at that high level of, you know, long endurance, explosive in the middle, and then endurance again. Um, and, you know, we, we try to focus on sleep, we focus on nutrition, we focus on just physical ability and, and, uh, and functional movement. Sure. And, and I imagine there's, so now I'm just picturing, you know, helicopter drops you off. You guys are patrolling whatever, five, ten mile uh, or kilometer hike. There's your endurance, especially you're loaded up with gear. You're not just... Body armor, weapons, <clears throat> right? water and then you get to your target and now you have to go explosive violent um a lot of strength but also there's the stress inoculation that's take place because right. someone's probably shooting back at you sure uh someone's doing something that's if they had it their way you'd end up dead and you may not even make it to your target before getting contacted yeah so how do you guys deal with uh kind of building your mindset or your maybe nervous system to deal with stress because in sports stress can create a fumble how many people do we see where they run their best 440 um in in training or sprinters who run set records during training and then somehow slip off the blocks because right. the stress was too high sure. so, so how do you guys deal with that so we tried we try to address that as much as possible in training yeah so during this 18 months of of working of workup we try to put the training cadre tries to put the platoon or the task unit into as stressful a situation as possible. So sometimes they'll just kill, kill the leadership. And now the most junior man, you're in charge. So let's, or we'll even, you know, usually uh, start the mission and maybe the junior man is in charge. Mm. I like doing that when I was a leader where I would just be, I'm a new guy, I don't know anything, and I'm training my new leaders yeah. uh, in, we'll say, in, in contact drills, which is basically learning how to be in a gunfight and how to read the terrain and learn how to maneuver and tell people what to do and how to get there. And we try to keep it as very basic and simple as possible, but sometimes if, if my leader uh, had, you know, he, maybe he froze, he wasn't sure which call to make or whatever, I might say, hey, what do you think about that piece of terrain right over there? And then just, just enough information to, to trigger An what they moment. need to know. And so then they would make the call. And if they made a bad call, I might actually, and it was bad call after bad call, I might say something to the training cadre to like, hey, make this even harder for us. Gotcha. So that, you know, there's a lesson to be learned in there. There's a lesson through failure. Um, so then we would be able to go back and we could 
dissect like what went wrong. So we were in this situation. Why didn't you take that advice of like, you know, maybe yeah. what we should have done is yeah. pulled back and moved around that terrain, come over the top and flank the enemy. So it's so similar to like a preseason training for athlete, you name the sport, right? Uh, where that's concerned. And when I think about as an entrepreneur, like for example, we've had Fit Body Bootcamp. It's been a brand now since 2012. So going on whatever, eight, nine years, uh, we've been franchised. And a year and a half ago, we decided that we're going to create a supplement, the True Lean Supplement line. And that to me was going into another season, if you will, because when you're creating a supplement line, injecting millions of dollars into it, building a team around it, and then you're going to launch it and you're going to hope that it's successful and profitable and so that you can continue making money and not, not, not lose money. Um, it takes a certain level of mental discipline, of physical performance um, to be able to make all the decisions because truth be told, when we launched Trulene, in hindsight, if I go back and look at it, I would have only created one product, which would have been the whey protein. I would have created it in three flavors and just launched that first, made that the most tastiest, awesomest thing for people to talk about. And instead, we came out with 15 SKUs, and now people were talking about the hydration product, some were talking about the protein, some were talking about the vegan product, and we were trying to sell it all, so we were went out of came from obscurity to... Hey, now we also do supplements, but we had everything. And so people got confused. And in the market space, confused buyers don't buy. Right. And so all of a sudden we found $1.4 million of inventory stuck on shelves in a warehouse in Simi Valley. And very quickly, my leadership team and I, and I, you know, of course, panic sets in because, well, you know, Aaron, our yep. VP for that company, he's like, dude, I feel like I let you down. I was like, dude, you didn't let me down. You didn't let me down. Um, you said, let's create 15 SKUs. I said, okay, let's do it. I made the final decision. It wasn't you. And so now that we know that was a bad idea, we could either hand ring and stress and freak out over it, or we can go to the drawing board and go, what is the most popular thing of the 15 and start selling more of that. Right. And then go to the next thing and then the next thing, which is what we did. And we recovered and, and everything was fine. But had I not had the mental discipline that I developed through launching Fit Body Bootcamp, had I not put myself through hardships and adversities like my six-week challenges and uh, consistently working out twice a day, had I not just been doing tough things in my life that were hard and made me want to quit, I would have found a million opportunities to quit while launching Fit Body Bootcamp and while launching Truling. And so I see whether in battle, business, or sports, the training for peak performance is the same. It has to be physical, mental, emotional, right. uh, some degree spiritual. Where nutrition is concerned for you these days, because yesterday when you and I were talking upstairs, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, like you've been pretty banged up sure. as a SEAL, yeah. right? 26 years. Yeah, 26 years. Uh, you've been pretty banged up, and even before then, as a 15-year-old, you were shot. By yeah, I was shot uh, hunting with my great uncle, yeah. I'm laughing because the story that Will told us uh, told me yesterday. Uh, just, just I, I was laughing because at the age of 15, when that happened to you, you know, you were like, "Holy shit!" The mind wants to deny what happened, and uh, the way you said, it, "Well, if I spit up blood, right? We, if I if I spit blood, he shot me, and I'm gonna shoot him back." <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> Those dots connect. I, I love that. Thankfully, he didn't shoot anyone, and um, you know, you still have a pellet several pellets on in your 30 body. 30 plus 
30 plus pellets in yeah. your body. But so being banged up, obviously, and now we're, I think we're the same age, 46 years old. 46, yeah. Yeah. Um, you probably have a very different way of putting your body through nutrition and recovery yep. so that you can operate at a in a new phase of your life, which is entrepreneurship. Right. You launched Naked Warrior Recovery. Um, what's the reason why you launched a CBD line when there's so many different CBD products out there? So there are a lot of CBD products out there, but, and it, it was kind of fortunate for me that there were in the beginning. So I'll say it was a year, just over a year ago, I was, let me back up a little bit. So I was driving to work one day, listening to a podcast, probably five years ago, before CBD was cool. And the guy was talking about medical marijuana and everyone knows about THC, but he said, there's this other molecule in the cannabis plant called CBD, and it has all these medicinal benefits. And I'm thinking about myself and, um, you know, how I'm dealing with stress and how I'm dealing with stuff that's in my head, emotional baggage. Sure. And, you know, I'm using prescription meds. I'm using a lot of alcohol just to go to sleep at night. Mm. And, um, but I still maintain a top secret clearance. So I'm like, well, I, I know that if I were to use something that's related to marijuana, I'm probably going to get kicked out, get kicked out of the Navy. So that's not an option. So we'll just continue with our bad habits of, right. you know, dealing with stress, how we, as best as we can. Sure. So fast forward, I uh, retired from the Navy. I was still interested in CBD. I was terrified of it because, you know, I grew up in the, in the Nancy Reagan, just say no war on drugs. Right. Um, so I've been, inoculated into that conditioned into like, oh, marijuana bad. CBD, maybe I feel like it's good for me, but I don't really know. Right. Um, and then, so fast forward a year ago, last June, uh, I was in Virginia. I had lunch with Ray and I said, Ray, I'm gonna go take off and see if I can find some CBD here in Virginia because maybe your CBD is better than the CBD in Hawaii. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, he's like, you want CBD? I've got some at home. So he handed me a bottle. Um, and I took it and that night I felt, I slept a little bit better. Um, and then when I woke up, I was a little less pissed off, a little less anxious. So, you know, water boils at 212 degrees. I was probably living in this 210, mm -hmm. nine, 10, 11 degree range. So I woke up and I was like 205 degrees. Mm. I was a little bit less. And over time I was, you know, maybe I'm 200 degrees. And so I went from like living in this red zone to like orange and into yellow, not quite ever making it into the green zone. And as I kind of, you know, I used that the rest of that bottle and something happened to me that I didn't expect because I didn't really research CBD that much back then um, is, you know, I would do these movements where I'm grimacing in pain. I know like it's like someone is stabbing me with a knife when I do like this movement or some other movement. And that movement was just less bad. It was more dull. It wasn't mm. so sharp. So I ran out of the product. I didn't order anymore. Um, and then, but I knew that I, I, I wasn't sure if I really got benefit or not placebo effect, something. Sure. Um, but then I ran out and things started coming back. You know, I started moving back up to orange and I'm like, well, maybe let's try something else. I tried another brand and fortunately for me, for what I know, from, from what I know now, they were pretty good brands. They were reputable brands. Yeah. Um, and I, so I, I 
so I moved from like going back into the orange back down to like in the yellow. I'm like, okay, I want to be in this industry. Yeah. I want, but I didn't really know how. And I, I actually it was at the Empire Business Summit in yeah. San Diego where we met, I met someone in the industry, I found out how to get in the industry and that allowed me to start my own company so that I can help other people find, create a quality product because there's a lot of trash out there in the market right now. A quality product that's gonna help people um, get the recovery that they need. And, and to that point, like recovery is huge for me now and, and it's, it's funny. Right around when I started turning 37, 38 years old, um, which was about a year after I tore my bicep, I found that when I would get injured from lifting, my recovery took longer. So I was right. like, all right, maybe I need to start really focusing on mobility, flexibility, warm, warm up sets, right? Before just jumping into a heavy set. Those days of going to right to a heavy set were gone. And these days at 46 years old, like I'm very precise on how I train, what temperature I keep my gym at when I'm training. And even to the point where my level of hydration, because I know my tendons are more brittle at 46 than they were at 36 or right. 26, yeah. right? And those muscles are always going to be stronger than the tendons and the connective tissue that hold it together. And so, you know, I'll use like, for example, you know, I use uh, collagen, like it's, a, I forget the brand that I buy, but it's this collagen, it's like five different types of collagen, like eggshell and, and, and all these other ones in my protein powder. And, um, you, you know, I do the best that I can to keep my body alkaline and not acidic. Um, I used to never even care about that stuff. Right. I stopped drinking coffee or anything caffeinated at 1 p.m., whereas before, if I needed a little boost at 3 or 4 in the afternoon. All the way through, yeah. Yeah, right? And then it's just like, well, I'll figure out how to sleep later. You know, I really kind of dose up the magnesium at night, like 45 minutes before bed to help me fall asleep into a deep... And, and I found that all these little nutritional hacks and things like flexibility and mobility training before I work out have kept me injury-free. Right. I operate at a higher level because I get a deeper sleep at night. So I operate to make better decisions at work. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was, uh, truth be told, I'd heard about CBD. I had never taken it. And after meeting you at the Empire Business Summit, um, you know, you went on to, to make this thing. And one day you texted me, hey, what's your address? And, and we met it. We linked up that's, Christmas first. That's right. In Christmas, I was in Hawaii. Yep. That's right, yeah, every Christmas we go to Maui and you and your family came there and uh, we got to talking. By the way, what was this, uh, the, the, the blood restriction? It's called Katsu, K-A-A-T-S-U. Why don't you explain that? It's a really cool device that uh, so it's, has. So basically it's, uh, and I use this for recovery as well. Yeah. Um, for working out and for recovery, but basically it's a pneumatic, they're pneumatic cuffs where you control the amount of pressure that are that is applied to the, to the cuffs and what it does so there's a, some physical and metabolic things that happen to your body when you when you do this so basically uh it's it's putting pressure on on the veins it's still allowing blood to come into the extremity arm or leg whatever you have but it's not allowing as much blood to leave depending on how much pressure you have sure so and this runs through a cycle so when you when you apply this pressure and it's not like wrapping a band around your arm and, or a tourniquet that cuts off the blood flow. You still have blood flow. You want blood to come in, but less blood to leave. So what happens is uh, you're putting pressure on the circulatory system. And what that does is it's starting to push blood out into your capillaries. So your capillaries are part of your circulatory system, but they don't get used that much. Mm. Also, it's pushing blood into your tendons, 
and ligaments when you're doing that. Areas don't, that typically don't, get, don't blood. get very much blood flow. Yeah. So you're getting blood into those, into those uh, brittle areas as you get older. Um, so some of the metabolic things that happen is when you have that extra pressure, you're, it's, you're kind of artificially uh, raising the blood pressure in the limb, mm -hmm. is your endothelial cells start producing nitric oxide. So nitric oxide is this great hormone that you produce to uh, create vasodilation. Yeah. It's good for all sorts of other stuff. Um, <clears throat> so you start creating more nitric oxide. And the more you do this type of work, your body realizes, hey, we need to create more endothelial cells. So you start creating more endothelial cells, growing more endothelial cells, and you start creating more, producing more nitric oxide yeah. naturally. And, and by the way, those of you, if you're like, wait a minute, this nitric oxide thing sounds familiar. That's right. There's supplements that actually have, I believe, niacin in it to yep. create vasodilation yep. to give you a better pump. Like right. It's usually pre-workouts that have that in it. Um, they create vasodilation. What was the, the actual cuffs called again? Katsu, K-A-A-T-S-U. Katsu. So you, you, can, you can look those up or you can reach out to Will and he'll hook you up with some. There, you can read about them on my website. There you go. Um, and, and, and so to that point, like again, I never thought about that kind of stuff until as I started to realize that every injury, like a small muscle strain or tear, puts me into a funk, man, because like working out is just something I love. It, right. It's therapeutic for me. It, it's a great way to kind of anchor my day. Like if I win in the gym, I'm, I, I know I'm going to win the rest of the day at work. And if I'm injured, now I'm, I'm a bit funky about it. Right. And so I started doing all this stuff, mobility, flexibility, and, uh, and, and nutrition, and it's been a game changer for me. And I now find that you know, in the evenings, I start preparing. I take my 30 ounces of water with me upstairs. So I, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I can chug a lug. I, I hired a company to come and completely black out my room, like the, the shades, uh, the, even the, what do you call it? The smoke detector light. It doesn't blink. It's just completely dark so that I could sleep deeper. And all those things, I've noticed incremental changes. And one thing, and everyone watching and listening to this knows that I worked with Kevin Downing for 16 months, a therapist who helped me unfuck myself uh, mentally uh, during some crazy times, some nine years ago. But um, one thing Kevin told me, because I was like, hey, Kevin, I'm here to help, so you can help me get over my panic attacks and anxieties because they're just fucking me up. Like, I can't function. I'm taking all this, uh, um, God, what is that drug that kind of numbs you and relaxes you? Xanax. Yeah. I was taking Xanax like it was no one's business, dude. And you, know, you can't be creative and go and like, right. you're not going to bend iron on Xanax. Yeah. I just want to cuddle up with the iron at that point in the gym. So I was like, I got to get off Xanax and I need you to help me with this. And he goes, look, there's no one thing I can tell you that's going to help you have no more anxiety attacks and have panic attacks. But he goes, what if I can give you one strategy to help you get 10% less strategy? Uh, anxiety attacks. What if I can give you another one that helps you get 20% less and another one that helps you get 5% less? And I realized that's what it's about. Even in health and fitness, in performance, in business, battle, or sports, there's no one thing that's going to make me a super athlete right. or super warrior. Right. But there's probably one thing I could do that'll make me 10% better. Incremental, and, incremental changes. Right. Right. And I found that after you sent me a box of these um, and you sent me the cream, the ointment. I mean, you sent me a lot of stuff, actually, even even the dog treats. Uh, but the thing that I just madly fell in love with, dude, are these broad spectrum CBD gummies. And quite honestly, Will, I thought that uh, 
you know, if I get results, it's going to be because of a placebo effect. Sure. And so I started to fuck around with it. I, I, I took two a day for a whole week, started to feel better. I'm like, ah, it's fake. It's, it's all in my mind. Sure. So I stopped. Within two days, I was back to kind of restless sleep. I even take one during the afternoon now just because I feel it, it kind of like L-thionine, the supplement L-thionine, mm -hmm. it kind of stabilizes my mood during right. the day when shit's flying at me from different angles. And so anyway, I'm a believer in the product. And then as I talk to you, I'm like, hey man, so what's the difference between your product and this? And when you explain to me how the industry is full of kind of dirty little secrets because the profit margins matter to most other brands over the purpose of serving people, you uh, definitely did something very different with yours. And in fact, you even have a, this goofy little QR code in the back uh, that I was unaware of until you told me about it, where you can scan it and see the actual lab results of what's in these gummies. Right. And maybe you can just educate, because I really believe like on the Empire Show, if we, we're telling people like, hey, these are the supplements you ought to take and this is what they do to you. Like magnesium is gonna give you better sleep at night. And 30 ounces of water first thing in the morning is gonna rehydrate you because you're dehydrating at night when you're exhaling uh, all night long and your brain is like 70% water and it needs that water to, to function well and so you're not foggy headed anymore. If we're telling you what to do, we also need to tell you why. Why did you go so far in putting a QR code that kind of shows the lab results of what's in here? So as I started digging into the industry and trying to figure out what products I wanted to sell and how to, even how to do it, I started looking at suppliers and then I also looked at the FDA. You know, right now CBD is not regulated by the FDA at all. Mm. It's really the wild, wild west. And the more research I did, the more I found, you know, I found that the FDA has actually gone out and, and done spot checks on CBD products that are in the marketplace, whether sure. they're online, if they're in the gas station, if they're in a smoke shop, if they're in a CBD store. And 90% of the products either didn't have CBD in them or they didn't have the CBD they said they had in them. Mm. Um, you know, if it said they had 10 milligrams, they only had three, something like that or they had high levels of THC. So the difference between hemp and marijuana is the amount of THC that's in the plant. So to be a hemp plant, it has to be 0.3% or less THC. So all of my products, we just make sure we remove all of the THC so there is no THC in the product. So you're not gonna get stoned eating a gummy bear? Not gonna get stoned. Now what if I wrap it up in a joint <laughs> and smoke it? Would I get stoned? You will not. So actually, <laughs> so it's interesting, CBD, the way CBD works on the, in the endocannabinoid system is CBD is really the antithesis of THC. So let's say you have some really strong THC and you have a bad trip. Um, what THC does is it binds to those, those neuroreceptors in your, in your brain. And what CBD will do, it'll come in and it'll unbind those neuroreceptors. It'll unbind the THC from the, from the neuroreceptors, and then you'll be able to come back down off of that, sure. that high. But, you know, because uh, hemp is a bioaccumulator, which means it pulls all the good stuff out of the soil and all the bad stuff out okay, of the soil. Okay, that's the part that tripped me out yesterday. Right. And as you tell your story, I'm going to explain people why this is so critical. Go. So hemp is a bioaccumulator. It pulls all the good stuff and all the bad stuff out of the soil. It's such a strong, it's such a powerful bioaccumulator. They're using hemp at Chernobyl to pull the radiation out of the soil so they can repopulate that area one sure. day. That's crazy. So when you, so the FDA went out, they, they, they're still doing spot checks today. Um, and I think they're 
going out to like today, they're like about 500 different companies. They're buying their products, bringing them in and testing them. Uh, they're testing for heavy metals. So many of the, the products that they tested had high levels of heavy metal. Uh, one of the ways that you, you can extract CBD from the hemp plant using acetone. So they were finding high levels of acetone or other solvents like that. And when you say heavy metal, we're talking lead and mercury. Lead and mercury, yeah. Type of stuff. Really they test right here. now for like nine, nine different heavy metals. I don't even know what all what Jeez. they all are. Those those two are are big. Um, pesticides, herbicides. So let's just say that you know this farm is organic, um, but the farm across the way they're plant, they're spraying pesticides and whatever. All that stuff is going into the soil and the hemp plant is pulling it back out. Right. So all of our products are, we test the, the oil before we create gummies or our tincture or lotions to make sure the oil is good and then we create whatever we create and then on the final product, we send that off to the lab and have the lab you know, do a final check to make sure that it says what's on the bottle is what you're sure. getting. And so if you're taking something for a, for a, to help heal you. You don't mm -hmm. want to be putting a bunch of poison into your body. Well said. And so the QR code literally tells you right. lab results. So the QR code will take you to the lab results and then to get the actual lab results, there's a lot number down here and you just go to that lot right on the bottom. Brilliant. And that, and you can see exactly what's in that product that you're taking. Dude, and I'll tell you what, for, um, for a product that's not governed by any like government body, not that the government can fucking control anything <laughs> for us anyway, that's an argument for another day, but uh, if anyone's seen, have you seen the movie Bigger, Stronger, Faster? No. Um, so uh, Mark Bell created this documentary called Bigger, Stronger, Faster, a great documentary, and he talks about kind of steroids and mm -hmm. the, the, you know when people break records with, on, and they're on steroids, is that cheating and all this stuff? And he really goes into a lot of you know, talks about wrestling like Hulk Hogan all the way to sports and Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and all these records being broken. But he also talks about, well, all right, let's do it naturally then. Let's not use pharmaceutical steroids. So he literally finds companies where people are putting capsules together in their kitchen and just like, you know, using razor blades to <laughs> scoop it up and put it like because they're, they're not, no FDA is overseeing right. a supplement company. And yep. that is what this is. That is what my brand truly is. And so if we don't police ourselves and if right. we don't focus on putting the product first instead of the profits first, uh, make no mistake about it, I'm a free market capitalist, but if I'm poisoning people, right. like that's not necessarily what I'm, like the karmic tax that I'll pay for that is sure. massively severe. So, uh, and the reason, you know, when you explain this to me and why I use your product is uh, simple. Last year, and I haven't talked about this on the Empire Show last year, uh, I found out that my mercury levels were sky high uh, to the point where they were affecting my nervous system. And thankfully, uh, Jason Redman, our mutual friend, referred me to Dr. Gabrielle Lyons. And um, she was able to figure that out and put me on, uh, I think it's called gestational pills or ch gestational, gestational pills. Basically, I was able to get it out of my system. I went from a 9.3 and 9.7 was like the red zone down to like a 4. Uh, 4.1, 4.2, which is like a normal human zone. And like anything else, I'm very disciplined. And so there's a sushi joint down the street called Sushi 10. And I would go there three days a week for the last eight years. Uh, and when you're eating sushi three days a week, and I can eat like a machine uh, for eight years, like that's a lot of mercury I probably right. took in. I'm guessing it's from there. I'm not saying that, you know, 
my friend Aaron, who owns the place, gave me mercury poisoning. I'm saying that may have been it. For all I know, it could be the fillings in my teeth. I am also a foreigner, so I have probably <laughs> lead fillings uh, or mercury-based fillings. So uh, anyway, all that said, to me, what I put in my body is super important. And, uh, and to that point, one of the recent things I added to it, because I also used to take uh, two emergency packets mm -hmm. a day. And as I started, as we created Trulene, and this whole COVID thing broke out, dude, you know, Aaron, our VP of Trulene and I were talking, I'm like, man, people are wearing masks. And as they're wearing masks and they're not exposed to others anymore because of social distancing and we're not like in events and no one's flying anymore, our bodies are gonna lose our immunity and our defense system. And so at some point when we go back to normal living, Aaron, like people are gonna catch a cold, a flu, left and right. Right, I think so, yeah. Right? And so, you know, I don't need to be a doctor to do that, but then as I, it's like, hey, let's confirm that. Let's call Dr. Gabrielle and called her and she's like, yep, it's exactly what's gonna happen. And people are gonna panic because the COVID symptoms are similar to the flu and cold symptoms. Right. And so we're all gonna go into a panic again. And for the longest time, because I travel and I shake hands after speaking events, you know, I would take two emergency packets a day, um, no matter what. Uh, sometimes I would double up on top of that when I'm traveling during travel days or if the person next to me or whatever is coughing. And it's always, I always felt like it served me well. But as I go further along in years, I was like, well, I wonder if there's something better. And Aaron, who does a lot of research, obviously, for because he's our VP of our company, he's like, dude, just so you know, those, those you know, emergency packets, they have sugar in them, so it tastes good. And sugar and vitamin C compete for the same receptor site, mm. and sugar always wins. Right. And so a thousand milligrams of vitamin C is not getting absorbed because sugar kind of almost cracks the door closed a little sure. bit, right? I'm like, well, shit, I don't wanna take 2,000 grams of, uh, or milligrams of vitamin C, but only get whatever, you know, 800. 100, yeah. yeah or 100 even worse, <laughs> right? And uh, I'm like, Aaron, if you were gonna make, if we were gonna make the best like immunity product on the planet, what would it have? He goes, well, it wouldn't have sugar, but in addition to that, it would have like vitamin D, it would have B12, it would have turmeric, it would have ginger, but turmeric only works when there's cayenne pepper because it slows the absorption of that. Like Aaron geeks out on this stuff. Sure, yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, all those things, yep. And so he lists them off and there's 13 ingredients. I'm like, dude, so we know that people are gonna need this product. We know that emergency is a lesser product, right? Uh, I go, well, how, what will we sweeten it up with? He goes, well, we sweeten it up with stevia that's natural and monk fruit that's natural. We're not gonna use artificial sweeteners. Like, check, got it. So next thing I know, we're making the Trulian Wellness Shot and it's become this massive game changer. And you know, we launched it on Amazon four weeks ago and I, I take two packets of these a day now and I gave you some yesterday. Um, but it's completely changed like my idea of reinforcing my immune system. So I took this with my energy drink today. Like I mixed the two. Yeah. That was pretty good. Okay. You know, it's funny, it's tomorrow morning I'm gonna drink your energy drink. So I might actually mix that together. So uh, yeah, you just created a energy drink that has CBD in it, mm -hmm. right? 12 and a half milligrams of CBD. 12 and a half milligrams of CBD, um, caffeine. It's about, a, about 75 milligrams of caffeine, about the same as a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people are like, well, man, I need my monster energy drink. Let me tell you guys something. In my 20s, I may or may not have been known to also snort cocaine before a leg workout. You know what I mean? As a pre-workout. 
you don't need that shit. You should have enough, I wish I can go back to my 20 year old self and be like, dude, have enough discipline where you can listen to the right music and get mm -hmm. so fucking mentally jacked that you could bend iron. Like today, I cannot sleep for a day or two and then just talk mentally. I take mental pre-workout um, by just talking myself into an angry frenzy to go into the gym and just crush it. And I think more of us need to do that kind of stuff. And the reason for that is it, it really teaches you to, uh, self mastery. Uh, cause if you're always relying on chemicals, but anyway, some part of that comes with wisdom and you just have to turn into, get into your late thirties and forties to figure that out. Experience. You gotta, it is, it is. And so anyhow, I'm, I'm going to mix the two together, but it's been a game changer for me. So I'm, I'm curious now that you're 46, you're in great shape. You just swam, by the way, all of you should know this. Um, it was a, it was a GIGO foundation. What's it called? Uh, G-I-G-O. So it's uh, oh, yeah. G-I-G-O. What does it stand for? I have no idea. <laughs> Come on, man. You <laughs> swam the Hudson. How do you not know? <laughs> I was too focused on swimming. All right. So there's this GIGO is a foundation and shout out to them because they're doing a lot of good for our military men and women um, and first responders. But both Will and Ray, um, along with, I don't know, it seemed like a couple dozen. There were, 50, there were 55 of us total. How many it of you was, were SEALs? Most of us were SEALs. Probably, I didn't, we didn't get a head count of total number of SEALs, probably 30. Almost all of us were retired or just former SEALs. Yeah. There were a couple active duty guys. And then there were some, uh, some people, some first responders from the New York area that were allowed, if they passed the, a swim test, to come you out know, and swim with us. I think there was enough of you guys there where maybe right after you finished your swim, you guys could have gone and overthrown Governor Como. <laughs> <laughs> Governor Como from New York, and they can open up the fucking businesses again, put New York back to business. Dude, did you hear billionaires are leaving Manhattan now? Because, really? Yeah, because they're doing, um, uh, in the tunnels and on the bridges, they're doing checkpoints. In other words, what's your business for being out and about? Really? My business is I'm a fucking free American. I'm America. Yeah, right? And so billionaires are like, fuck you, we're out of here. And Governor Como was like... Um, well, not, not Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo stated that. And then the mayor of New York was like, well, you know, if all these billionaires leave, we're going to have to cut 80% of the city workers and all that, you know, trying to guilt people in. And the right. billionaires were fucking out of there, dude. Yeah. Out of there. You're not going to tell me that you're going to restrict my lifestyle in addition to taxing me through the nose. Right. We're uh, Americans. We are Americans. <laughs> we will draw the line in the sand. So anyway... So what, what you did is you, you guys did 66 pull-ups. Ray told me 66 pull-ups, and then you told me. Uh, how many miles did you guys run? So it was uh, about two and a half miles of running and three and a half miles of, of swimming. Swimming, along with 66 So it was So we, we started off, we did 100 push-ups uh, at the, I don't remember all the names of the, yeah. of the park. So we did 100 push-ups at Empty Sky Park, where they have some... Uh, monuments to the Twin Towers, yeah. and then we got in a formation and ran about two miles to where we got in in the water, uh, swam out to a barge right next to the Statue of Liberty, got out, did 100 push-ups and 100 more push-ups, uh, 22 pull-ups, and the 22 pull-ups are significant in that 22 veterans a day commit Dang. suicide. So it's to bring awareness to that, and yeah. really, you know, a lot of my mission in, in Naked Warriors to, to help veterans and first responders, like, we're all stressed. We all have anxiety. We all have like emotional baggage. CBD was something that helped. It was a modality to help me, you know, get out of this red zone so that I can get into like orange or yellow so I can have better self-talk yeah. and just like 
improve my overall quality of life. Dude, let's talk about that for a moment. You know, people think, well, you know, you've, you've seen combat 26 years as a SEAL. You've seen combat. You've, shit's been blown up around you. You've been shot at. I could imagine why you'd have PTSD. I don't have PTSD. But as you explained yesterday. you do. Yeah, most people do. <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah. And especially these days when you're dealing with this COVID Right. And people are getting depressed, they're getting anxious, they're getting angry, they're feeling rageful, and all of a sudden these dark thoughts begin to creep in. Sure. So the, can you explain it the way you explained it to me about like how an average person could also have PTSD just like so we, I mean, a warrior? I, I mean, even if you, if you just look at how many people in, in, the, in the country, we'll just say the country, have some sort of anxiety disorder. Right. Or they take Xanax or they take whatever. You know, it, maybe it's a, uh, a soccer mom who's like stressed out about the, like, especially right now, kids are staying home. They're not going to school. Yeah. Like now I have, now I'm responsible for, maybe I'm a working mom. I'm responsible for making sure my kid gets the education that they need and I still have a full-time job. And how do I even manage that? Yeah. Or I'm, you know, my kid doesn't want to do the work or, you know, I'm a business owner and nothing is going right. Everything is closing down around me. Um, you have a bad relationship with a, a spouse, a significant other, uh, a family member. All of those things, you know, pain is cumulative. So if I just poke you in the arm like this for a few minutes, you're just going to be like, no, that's no big deal. In an hour, it's going to start to get annoying. Mm -hmm. In a day, I'm, you're going to have a massive bruise on your arm. Yeah. And pretty soon... Anytime anyone touches you in that spot, Ouch. it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's, so that's, that's the way that stress and anxiety and that sort of emotional thing happens. You, like there may be someone in your life or something in your life that's like that finger that's just poking you in the arm. It's not a big deal right now yeah. in the beginning. And then if you tell someone about it, it's like, what, they're just poking you in the arm. Yeah, but they've been poking me in the arm or this event or this thing or the situation has been poking me in the arm for the last 10 years. Yeah. And so anytime someone, that, that's the trigger, you know, when people talk about the trigger, that's the poking yeah. you in the arm. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what, what it is. It's different for everyone. Um, but you know, it doesn't matter if it's combat or if it's, you know, just trying to raise your kids. Yeah. There's stress in your life. Yeah. And we're not saying like, this is a replacement for medical drugs, but I can tell you from firsthand, it has a calming effect on me and I feel the anti-inflammation on my joints. Uh, you've been able to replace CBD with, let's just call it what it is, the abuse of alcohol. Right. Right. And it's worth it if you are, if you're, if you've got, look, you, if you've got that uh, emotional trauma, stress, uh, depression you're dealing with and you want some kind of natural cure maybe it's worth you trying out CBD it's worth you trying hydrating yourself instead of taking taking in sodas and caffeine it's worth you trying to not screen sucking so much from the blue light that comes out of your phone and and computer and television maybe you ought to try getting a good night of sleep every night of the week you know sleep at the same time wake up at the same time maybe you ought to try controlling the thoughts that occupy your mind the people you surround yourself with because when you do this kind of stuff and you have a consistent regimen of things like this that work, you find yourself relying less and less and ultimately eliminating the vices in your life that, that, that really are, are damaging right. and create addiction.
Yeah. Um, so, so to that point, is there any, any Navy SEAL hacks that you could tell us that would make <laughs> us perform better in life? Um, Navy SEAL hacks. I would say uh, many of them are what you put out. You know, try to get enough sleep at night sure. because you can't perform. You know, in BUDS, they keep you up for five and a half days during Hell Week to see how you respond to, and your mind just goes crazy. You know, I saw all sorts of crazy stuff, you know, day four, four and a half, that, those nights uh, while we're paddling around. Yeah. Um, but, you know, really it's, I would say the Navy SEAL hacks are, you know, have a good diet, get plenty of sleep at night, stay hydrated. Those are really the- Instead of funny, it's always the foundation those are the, stuff. Like, just like, you, you, yeah. you can't build a house on sand. Yeah unless you have a good foundation yeah. under it, so. And, and I'm glad you shared that. And, and guys, we didn't even rehearse like what his answer was gonna be on that. Like this is just, uh, you know, the Empire Show, when we have an inside look like this, it's just two dudes or a dude and a, and a gal, if we have like, like Cindy Eckhart, who was here, just sitting at a bar having a conversation is how we uh, kind of envisioned this to be. And whether I've had literally billionaires sitting in that chair, uh, Super Bowl winning athletes, um, it doesn't matter, you know, Navy SEALs, the answer is always the same, it's the foundational stuff, there's no magical right. hack, it's like, hey, good nutrition, good habits, a strong belief system, uh, you know, exercise, and, you know, keep yourself dialed in mentally and physically, and if you do, all the other stuff, create the trivial support that we need. Um, how can people try this, find it, um, see if, you know, Naked Warrior gummy bears work for them? So, Why Naked Warrior, by the way? What the hell is up with that so, funky name, bro? So, so Naked, well, I'm glad, well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Uh, naked Warrior is, so the Naked Warrior, the guy that you see on my shirt here, he, that's kind of the lineage of the Navy SEAL. So back in World War II, okay. if you ever saw the movie Saving Private Ryan, yes. uh, you saw the beginning scene where the landing force is going into the beach. Yeah. Well, before those guys went into the beach, the Navy went out and asked for volunteers. Most of them were, uh, uh, demolition experts in the in the construction world uh, that were in the Navy and they volunteered they were able to swim and what these guys would do is they would go in and they did hydrographic reconnaissance so basically they had a, a rock a piece of string with knots in it every six feet they had a slate I don't know if you could see it around and okay. they, that's where they took notes and uh -huh. they kind of got online and they measured three to five thousand yards of the beach at night they went back to the ship they they um, built a chart if there were any obstacles in the water or on the beach and they're taking fire from the enemy while they're doing this and they're wearing nothing but like teeny tiny shorts they had a k-bar knife and a mask and fins and that's what they were wearing into combat and so they were called the naked warrior and later on in the pacific when the marines would you know during the island campaign marines would go ashore yeah. they would hit these reefs around the islands and they would think they were in like needy water they'd run off they'd fall off the edge of the reef into 30 feet of water and drown yeah. so then so they went from Normandy, which was the first evolution, the first mission of the, of the UDTs, the Naked Warriors, and they pulled them all out to the Pacific. And so before every island campaign, these guys would go in, take fire from the beach, find the obstacles, reefs, whatever they were, man-made obstacles in the wire, water, blow them up and get out and as the landing force is coming in. So that's one The mission side. before the mission. The mission before the mission. So first to shore, um, you know, always the first ones in combat. Yeah. I'm not gonna go any service, one service does more than the other. But, right, <laughs> right. Um, but wink, wink. <laughs> but you know. Uh, is that why Ray, uh, so when Ray wears really short shorts, like 
three-inch inseams. Is that just a nod to, to the Navy SEAL heritage? Probably, yes. Or Ray just likes to show okay. his, <laughs> his legs. Who knows? Um, but the other side of the naked warrior really is, so it's, it's, it's double meaning. So the other side of it is, you know, we're all warriors, whether we're Navy SEALs, business owners, uh, soccer moms, um, mechanics, whatever. We, we are warriors in our lives. Yeah. We all also have armor that we put on. So in the SEAL teams, we go out, we do missions, we come back, we take our armor off and recover. Hit the showers. When it's time to go back into combat, into harm's way, we put our, our armor back on. Well, in real life, we don't always do that. We may put our armor on because we've been hit in the arm, we've been attacked, attacked, or we, you know, we feel attacked. Mm -hmm. um, and we need to Ooh. like put this armor on and, and defend ourselves from whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, our ego, and our, it's our ego that we're wearing around. And so at some point, if you never take your ego off, if you never take that armor off, you're never able to recover. So. So the naked warrior is really, you know, taking that armor off, giving, exposing yourself, becoming naked. Yes. Get out there and get naked. Get out there and, you know, be exposed so that you can find goodness in the world. Everything, not everyone is against you. And start that healing process so that you can actually grow and recover and become the best version of yourself. So once again, we did not rehearse this. I shit you not. We didn't even talk about that yesterday. No, we didn't. We didn't. And I've never told you about what one of the things Kevin told me. So it's, you know, when you're working with a therapist once a week for 16 months, uh, you explore every facet of your life. And a good therapist will just kind of dig just right where you don't realize they're digging. They're just asking questions. And before you know it, you're like, and then I was three years old and I was sucking my thumb and this happened. Right. You know? And, uh, so I was like, well, Kevin, you know, I don't really understand why when I come home from work, my wife is walking on eggshells, my kids are walking on eggshells, the fucking dog is walking on eggshells around me, Kevin, and it fucking pisses me off, man, da da da. He's like, okay, and he's like leaning back in his chair. I'm like, I can tell you're walking on eggshells right now, Kevin. He's like, well, you're a big guy, and I'm around the second floor, and I'm just a little worried. You know, and he's, he's <laughs> There's a window well, right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Kevin, just to give everyone a visual, he's, he's, uh, he's 64 years old now, and he's got just white, white hair. Think Einstein without the eyebrows. And so when you first meet him, you're like, something's off with this guy's face, but you can't really tell. Back by to the, the future. Yeah, yeah. By the third session, I'm like, fuck, Kevin, you've got no eyebrows. And he just laughs, right? So anyway, so he goes, hey, I'll, I'll tell you what. He goes, it's, it's very clear that you're stressed at work and anxiety and all that stuff. And, you know, it probably feels like you go to battle, right? I'm like, yeah. I go, you don't know what vendor, you don't know who your competitors are these days. Uh, someone gets funded, you know, a hundred million dollars and a new brand is built overnight and you're competing against a well-funded business. And, um, you, you know, you, you, you have someone that you think is your ally and they start stealing your clients. And I go, it's just a shady fucking way, this entrepreneurial world, you know? Um, I go, fuck yeah, I'm in battle. And he goes, okay, I see that. But he goes, when you get home, do you think that maybe you can take the armor off? Like, that's literally what you just said. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, why don't you tell me, like, your routine when you get home? I go, well, I park in my garage. It's a detached garage, you know, way over there. I walk across the pool deck, and then I walk through the back door. Um, he goes, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's, let's create a routine for you. When you park, as you're walking across that pool deck, 
Just picture your chest plate falling off. He goes, just picture your sword falling off. Just picture your helmet falling off and your armor falls off. You were in battle and that's great. But now show up as dad and, your hu and the husband, uh, not as someone who is looking for a fight because you were fighting all day. And I go, how would that look? He goes, maybe a smile, maybe a little pep in your step. And so I literally, every day still do that. And I change my cadence because, dude, the reality is I'll have my backpack over my shoulder, still grimacing. God gave me a very grimacy look on my face. And I'll be grimacing and in my thoughts about what I'm going to do tomorrow. And if I walk into the house that way, the family's like, whoa, dude, right? And um, I take it as, why are they walking on eggshells when I've given this amazing life? When in reality, they're like, we'd love a much lesser life than just sure. a dad who's approachable. Right. And so, you know, this was eight years ago, the story that I'm telling you now, but... I share this with you because I still do that eight years every single day. Uh, even when I come back from the gym on, on the weekends, just because when I'm in the gym, I'm in battle again. I'm, I'm fighting my inner bitch who wants to quit squatting or lifting or deadlifting. And, and I'd rather go to McDonald's, quite honestly, right? And so I do that. And within the third or fourth time walking in the house with my armor off, my wife's energy, my kid's energy, I think the first... And second time, they're like, yeah, right. He's just trying to lure us in. To What's fuck going us on up. Yeah. there? What's yeah. He's just trying to fuck us up. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Third, fourth time, they're like, I think this guy learned a new lesson sure. you know, yeah. in therapy. And it's completely changed who I am. But I really do believe that, that, that I guess the naked warrior ethos, it's not just a, a Navy SEAL thing. Like if we, it's vulnerability. And the way I see it is if we could just put the armor down, be a little more vulnerable. And as you said, not everyone's out to get you. Right. It's okay to ask for help sometimes too. It's okay to ask for help. And as you do, you realize, holy shit, man, it's easier to ask for help with a smile on my face, with a little kick in my step. And as Tony Robbins always says, you know, if you're in a bad headspace, just, just change your state, act happy. And soon you start actually releasing the happy hormones, right. which, which is goofy enough to say, but it works. There's science behind it. So how does someone find these amazing gummies? But all the Naked Warrior Recovery products. So Where gonna, do they go? I'm going to tell you that in just a second. Ray actually told me something that makes these taste even better is if you put them in the fridge Ooh. or in the freezer. Okay. They taste even better. I will have to try that tonight. Um, so you can, find, you can find these in all of my products at uh, nw-recovery.com, nw for Naked Warrior, mm -hmm. dash recovery. You could also go to nakedwarrior.com dot com and it'll take you there but i didn't think people wanted to type naked into their search engine so, ah. so who knows what uh, you know so nw-recovery.com and i also created a discount code empire to save 20 percent oh very all cool. of your all of your listeners so very cool and and for the record one uh, i didn't know about that too i don't get a commission or a percentage or any of that stuff uh from time to time will will send me these but if you didn't send it to me i'd buy it anyway so sure. Now that I told you that, you'll probably stop sending me this stuff and I'll end up buying it, but I do appreciate it. So go to uh, nw-warrior recovery. I'm sorry, nw-recovery.com to get your hot little hands on these amazing CBD products that are actually very good for you and very clean. Uh, use the keyword uh, or discount code empire during checkout, get that 20% off. Yep. Thanks for doing that for our, sure. for our tribe here. And how can people find you, learn more about you and what you do? I'm on Instagram at Naked Warrior Recovery. I'm also William.r.branham. 
Awesome. Well, Will, thank you so much again for your service, for spending time with us here on the show. Guys and gals, if you liked this episode, like I know you did, do me a favor, give us a five-star review on your favorite uh, podcast platform, leave a comment, and of course, take a screenshot, share it on social media, and be sure to tag Will and myself, and we will make sure that we repost that, and y'all have a wonderful day. Take care.